Promotion in youth ministry takes a lot of strategy. So today we're talking about five ways to help you retain your students as they transition to the next ministry. Welcome to the Ministry Coach Podcast. If this is your first time joining us, my name is Jeff Lascola, and this is Kristen Lascola. And we give you weekly tips and tactics to help you amplify the impact of your youth ministry. So last week, last episode, we talked about promotion. Promotion. I couldn't <laughs> think of it there for a second. We talked all about promotion, whether it's your fifth graders going into middle school or your eighth graders going into high school, whatever that transition or promotion is for you guys, we kind of went over that and some of the best practices for that. And today we're kind of going over the extension of that, which is once they've gone into the next ministry, what are some of the ways that we can add continuity and keep that momentum going so that it's not like, oh, I went from middle school to high school. Now I'm in a completely, I mean, it is a completely different ministry, but not so much so that they feel like an alien, you know, it's like same church, but all of a sudden it's like, I don't feel like, I feel like I don't belong. Yeah. And you just said it, same church. And it's this weird feeling sometimes when students promote, if the two ministries are vastly different, it almost does feel like they're attending a brand new church. And it's so unintentional. Like no youth pastor is wanting students to feel that way. But sometimes in the name of individuality, Mm -hmm. we can miss that we're asking our students to transition to not only just a new youth group night, you Mm -hmm. know, like, or a youth group in general, if your children, your children's ministry doesn't have youth group where we might be asking them to transition to a new church, a new culture, a new DNA. And I think it's like obvious that every pastor or director or whatever is going to have their own style and their own flavor. And they should. And they should, or else what's the point of having like different ministries, right? We should each lead out of our own personalities. That's the most authentic way. But there is a subtlety there that we need to make sure we have, like you were saying, this continuity, this symmetry among the ministries. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it's going to be more of like a shared DNA, core DNA, rather than stylistic. And so I'll explain a little bit through an illustration what I mean. So we're one church. North Coast Church, and we have, I think, seven campuses. Sorry if I got that wrong, but (laughs) I think we have seven campuses. And when we have visiting youth pastors, they'll come and they'll say, hey, can we take a tour? Can we meet your team? Blah, blah, blah. And when we sit down to lunch to talk with them, we say, yeah, there's so much freedom here at North Coast and we all do things a little different. And, you know, like nobody's giving us a formula of how to do ministry. We lead out of our own gifts. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget this one time, this youth pastor raised his hand and he's like, can I just stop you guys right there? He's like, you keep saying how different you all are. He goes, you guys are exactly the same (laughs) and we're like we are and we all said it at the same time we are (laughs) ready everybody one two three we We are (laughs) and i had this moment where i'm like security ran in grabbed that guy away and no one's heard from him since (laughs) 
Let that be a lesson. <laughs> Thank you, Ron. Um, no, it was like I had this sort of epiphany where I realized, no, we are different, but we all share the same core DNA, yeah. but it, it, it expresses itself differently because of our individual personalities. But what, what keeps us streamlined, what keeps us North Coast Church, there's this Mexican restaurant around here that we love called Miguel's and there's Miguel's and there's Miguel's junior mm. and it's the same food and you can order the same thing, but the environment's going to be a lot different. Yeah. One is like more sit down Friday night. There's like cool ambient lighting and a fireplace and one is fast cash mm -hmm. and you just do a quick lunch or it's more kid friendly, you know, but it's the same food. And it's just this idea of like children's might be different than middle school. Middle school might be different than high school, than college, next gen, young families, whatever you guys call it. But the core DNA should be the same. So how are we going to do that? We're going to do that in five steps, five different ways that you can do this. And just to clarify, I think this goes without saying, but I figure I should say it anyways. We're not talking theology. Like we're not oh, talking no. the, the, <laughs> the gospel. It's like, well, how do you, you know, like, no, that all, it should be the same. This is like organizational DNA. Right. Okay. Yeah. I just felt like I should say it, but. Oh, I'm glad you did. Cause that didn't even cross my <laughs> mind. Like, yeah, of course. Um, yeah. This is more like your organizational right. cultural DNA. All right. So number one, don't be a ministry island. So I think sometimes we can just like wake up thinking about high school, wake up thinking about middle school, and we forget that there's other ministries that are bookending Book us and that we are one piece in the puzzle of this student's spiritual development. We are not it. As much as we'd like to be us focused and our ministry is the most important thing in the church and the place to be and all of that we need to make sure we have like that close proximity relationally to our children's or who I keep, I'm, I'm a middle school pastor. So for these illustrations, so I don't have to illustrate every single position that everyone's sitting in. I'm just going to say children's and high school. Cause that's where I sit right in between those two. So you might be sitting somewhere else, but you get it for the sake of not having to repeat that illustration. So, you know, from past episodes, we are very much I am not a combined middle school right. and high school kind of person. However, that does not mean that we can't do things together, partner together and function more as a department. So in my ideal world, I'd like to be functioning as a student ministries department that has two pastors running separate but awesome programs. Mm -hmm. But then it doesn't mean that we can't overlap in certain areas and combine so that we're not on these two separate ministry islands and the students are like in these two separate ministry islands, but there is cohesion, but there's also meeting the separate needs. And here's some examples of what that might look like. One of the biggest wins we ever had was when our high school pastor was a driver for us for our summer camp. Mm -hmm. And it was so amazing when the students got back, all of a sudden everyone was like, Spunkle, Spunkle. And I'm like, why are they calling him Spunkle? I was on maternity leave, so I didn't go to that camp. And I was like, what? And they like came up with this nickname for him. And now he'll <laughs> pop in my room and they're all excited to see him. And it was only because he drove. Yeah. And there was a week where they were hanging out and it was like, 
uh, like relational capital that could have not been built any other way. And now the eighth graders are excited to see him. You know, that was such a huge win. Things like service projects. Our church does a weekend of service you know, every, I think we do it every 18 months, we shut down the church. Instead of doing church, we do service projects. Well, junior high and high school has functioned as a department for that. We've picked a project together and gone and served together. We've done beach days together over the summer on Thursday. It's not a youth group day. It's just a beach day. Hey, if you want, you're out of school, we're going to be at the beach. Might as well join us speaking for each other. So I'll ask our high school pastor to come and speak for junior high. He'll ask me to come up and speak for high school. And we overlap with that and do guest speaking for each other from time to time. And that's a huge win. The point is we want students to be familiar with the pastors from the other ministries and see us as one cohesive department. Mm -hmm. All right. Number two keep it friendly between the ministries. And I think sometimes youth pastors have like, we've talked about this before. We have a little pride issues and we have comparison issues. And I think that this, this number two that we're talking about is like the challenge to like cheer on the other ministry. So like, it's not a competition junior high versus high school. And if you make it that way, you're going to only further that gap between you guys. And students aren't going to look forward to going to the next ministry. They're not going to look forward to high school unless you hype it up. Unless you're talking really well about it. My eighth graders are already begging me, Kristen, please let us go to summer camp with you. Please, 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 please. I'm like, no way. You guys are going to love high school camp. It's going to be so awesome. Like you would regret it if you didn't go. And like, plus they can't come. They've got to go to high school, but (laughs) help them become excited, like hype up what they're going to experience. Don't be competitive. Speak well of that and don't compete. So try to not let that pride keep you from like, I think we can say like, oh, I don't want to conform. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be like that other ministry. And that's our pride. But it's more like looking for opportunities to be cohesive instead of looking for opportunities to be different. Mm -hmm. Because if you're different just for the sake of being different, to me, that's a weird pride insecurity thing. If you're different because you don't like what's going on in the other ministry, then that's an unhealth issue that does something need to be addressed? Like, Hey, why aren't you guys doing small groups like that? I'm different because I'm doing small (laughs) groups, but like try to be cohesive in those kinds of ways when you can, and don't go off the map. Don't go rogue. You win when they win, they win when you win. And so you want good things for that ministry. And I think this part of it comes down to a little bit of a heart issue too, because the health of the church, the health of the students depends on you rallying for that other ministry because they're not going to be your students forever, right? you know? And so they're going to promote or uh, move on. If you're a high school pastor, they're going to move on to the adult service or next gen or whatever it might be. And making sure that you care about the long-term health is a big deal. Right. All right. Number three, strategize together. All right. So I think a great thing would be to sit down with your 
other pastors that will or have had your students and ask this question, what is the experience of a student like from, I don't pick the grades from fifth to 12th grade. What is the experience for a student like at our church if they came all the way through? I mean, you could even start back at children's, you know, they're a part of this puzzle mm-hmm. as well. So what is the experience like our daughter? She started going to our church when she was born mm-hmm. and she'll probably go all the way through. She's a senior and then hopefully an adult and all of that. So like a kid like that, who's going to be here for all of it, what is their experience like? And by that, I mean, what will they learn? Where will they go? How will they serve and get involved? And what is the vibe like of the church overall? Will it feel like they've attended one church their entire life? Mm. Or will it feel like they attended a children's church, a middle school church, and a high school church? And that kind of leads us into number four is keep keep a similar keep a similar between ministries. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Me fail English. That's not possible. You know what I mean. Keep a similar between um, Keep it similar. Is that what probably. you Probably. Okay. Thank you. You're so smart. <laughs> nah. Keep it similar between ministries, but go 2.0. By that, I mean keep specific things special to your ministry. Mm. Like they shouldn't be carbon copies of each other, but keep them similar enough, like the bones, like the structure, the program. So like the hallmarks of good youth ministry will be some kind of social element. However you want to do that games. I think, I think high schoolers still would like to play games. I just think it's different. It's different. Worship. Again, they're totally different. Right. Middle school worship is very, and children's worship mm-hmm. is very different than high school worship, but everyone has worship. Another thing is small groups. Even our children's ministry has small groups on Sundays during their class time, but small groups and a an opportunity to serve. So for us, that's a student leadership team. They have that all the way down. I think they have some like children's helpers, you know, but for us, that starts more in middle school. That's like the first time, maybe fourth and fifth has it, but a student leadership team, a student service team, a student discipleship team, what form does that take in every ministry? And so it's like, okay, now you have a basic structure. Plus the message, but that's obviously, totally again, that's age church. appropriate. Right. And, and and that's a good thing to ask is like, well, what are they learning in children's? Are you guys using a curriculum? Okay, can we pick up where you left off and then high school? And I don't love doing that totally because we get so many kids. It's like, well, I'm in seventh grade and this is my first day at church. Yeah. So I can't assume they know everything. For, well, if you weren't here, for, you got to start <laughs> all over because we're not going back. But just like to just know, have an overview of what is everyone's direction going And it should get better and evolve as they go, you know, and we don't have to have the same events. Like Mm. our high school has a really cool event called volleyball and it's almost like a homecoming or a prom, but like at church. And that's something super cool that the students look forward to. Our big things are whitewater. That's our camp that is like so hyped up. It's like legendary at our church and that's our special thing, you know? So every ministry kind of has that thing that they're known for and kids can look forward to, to go up to, you know, and, 
And it's, again, it's okay for it to vary style wise, but it shouldn't be night and day. And this one is a subtlety and it's really hard, but in the past I've had high school pastors who've been like where I've been sending my kids that are totally different personalities than me. And of course it's okay, but there were years where it was really hard for my students Mm -hmm. because we were such like a high energy kind of rowdy, energetic group and colorful and loud and exciting. That's how I like to do ministry. Well, the high school pastor was very, he was very good at his job, but he was very introspective and artistic and reflective. And the tone of the group reflected that it was very somber Mm. and heady and, um, it attracted a lot of kids. They just weren't my kids. Yeah. So that was a problem because then I would go to high school. Like he'd say, could you speak for us or something? And I'd be like, I don't know any of these kids. Where did all my kids go? Right. Well, all my kids had left because then I asked them to go to a different church. And I know it would have been the same if he was junior high and right. I was high school, I would have lost all his kids. You know, it wasn't like one of us was bad at our job. It was just, we were on separate planets personality wise. (laughs) Then we had this other high school pastor come in and we were like the male and female versions of each other. And it was so fun. And it was like, nobody missed a beat. It was like, you're just going to the junior high group with like a little cooler, but, also <laughs> the same kind of wild, weird energy right. and so obnoxious and fun. And the kids st- loved it. And yeah. then I'd go to that youth group and speak and I'd be like, I know everybody right. because all my kids were retained. They all stuck around. And so that's one of those hard things. It's like, you can't tell that high school pastor, you can't be introspective and artsy. No. And he can't tell me, Kristen, tone it down a little bit. Right. But those are just the conversations that you kind of need to have. And where can you find that that blend of both, mm-hmm. you know, to make that change not so drastic? Right. Yeah. And sometimes it is just, it is what it is. You right. know, I don't know that I just like looking back on it now that I have more experience, I think I could have talked to him in a different way, but it was like the problem had already happened then I observed it. Yeah. I was like, what is going on? And then I started piecing it all together. Oh, he is like very artsy, introspective, and I'm attracting kids who are not that way. They don't mm-hmm. know what to do when they go up there. I don't think it's talked about nearly enough in churches, you know, because I think, like you said, they are little like little islands or little mini churches right. within the church. And it's just not expressed in this way to going back, this is why this is connected to promotion. It's like, it's one church. Well, it's one church globally, but it's one church that you're going to. And those ministries should just sort of naturally flow together. Right. And it's when they don't that, that, I mean, it would be the same thing as adults. Oh, you, you turned 30. Now you have to go to this other version and it's totally different. Worship's different. The message is different. It's like, I, this is not what well, I signed up for. Like this, like imagine like children's is Baptist and middle right. school is Lutheran <laughs> yeah. and high school is Pentecostal. Do we all love Jesus? Right. Yeah. But 
I all of a sudden I'm like, where am I? Yeah. And so when we It's not what I'm used to. Yeah. Or... So when we have no symmetry and flow between the ministries, that's what students are experiencing. So it just raises a good question. Could we increase our retention rates if we had a similar DNA? Yeah. And you know, I think there is a pride piece of this conversation because what I do notice a lot of youth pastors like, don't tell me how to do my job. Like I gotta be free to express like where the Lord is leading. And they always kind of hide behind that. But I think also being a good team player and sort of like laying down your own desires for the church says, well, where can I be like a piece of this puzzle, not my own puzzle, right? You know, like a part of the body, not like beaten to my own drum because you're just so genius, like with everything you do. But I think there's a humility piece that conformity is not always a bad thing. I think it gets such a bad rap and we want to be like, think outside the box types, which is such a good thing in a lot of contexts. But in light of what we are talking about, I think it's sort of like, Hey, like be you, but also be a part of the church Mm -hmm. and like have one mindset and one mission to get these kids. Like we want retention, right? you know, and that is a hard, hard thing to get a kid to go from nursery to main service Mm -hmm. and still love the church that they go to. And North coast has done that. You know, we, we think we're so different, but that guy nailed it. He's like, no, you're all the same. And it's because we all shared a similar vision. We just executed a little bit differently, but it's the same food we're serving. You know, another thing that helps a lot is when the, let's say junior high going into high school is giving the high school pastor almost like a a roster breakdown. Here's who you're inheriting. Here's here's the eighth graders. Mm -hmm. Here's the incoming sixth graders. Because as a pastor and you've been shepherding these kids for two, three, four years, whatever it is, you're going to know their subtleties. Yeah. This kid comes across really mean, but he's not. He just, you have to kind of speak to him this way and blah, blah, blah. And communicating some of those things because that could be a real turnoff when you, you they get up there. And it's like, who's this kid? You know, right, and, and right. it's like, what a jerk. But it's like, well, you just have to speak to him this way. And and or this this girl is really shy. It helps if she has a friend. So make sure she blah, blah, blah. You know, like, yeah, like just set those them up things. for success. And yeah, right off the bat. It would be that. the same thing as having having your children go you know, and a babysitter comes over. You know, well, this one prefers to have a ba- banana right before bed. But this one, you know, doesn't and like would rather rather have goldfish or you know whatever it is you tell them all those things yeah. because they're each individually different but you've been with them long enough to know this is the best way to handle them right so it's always good to kind of transfer that information whenever possible mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense and i think we do that mm-hmm. we do talk about who's coming up and what to look for right what to watch, what out, to for, watch out for what to be excited <laughs> for you know so yeah i love that Cool. Well, that was some great stuff. Make sure you guys go back and watch the previous episode if you haven't or listen to the previous episode if you haven't. We're going to do a couple things here really quick. One of them is the question of the day. I don't know why I was reaching for my phone. Question of the day. It's not even on here. But um, (laughs) the question of the day is, do you have anybody famous, any celebrity in your lineage, in your family history, currently anything? No. (laughs) 
I too am no. What a lame well, okay, question. So my maiden name is Boggs, B-O-G-G-S. And there was this baseball player named Wade Boggs. Yeah, but Boggs. you're not related. I was not done. <laughs> I always wondered if I was. You're not. <laughs> well, like then, he, again. He played in Boston no. and like I've been to Boston. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you serious? Are you serious? My yeah. mom's from Massachusetts. But I bet you he probably did not grow up in Massachusetts. But what I don't if know. he came over on Google the flower? Have you guys, have you guys, are you guys you related didn't answer to, it. I said no, I don't oh. have anybody. I, I like my, that you picked a question. My grandpa said that there was some guy named Mario Gagoots, but I think he <laughs> made that guy up and said he was a singer. And the Gagoots means like squash. So like, I don't know if that's true. My grandpa told a lot of wild stories. <laughs> Well, now we're going to have to Google Mario Gagoot. Uh, who knows what's going to come up if you do that. But if you guys have anybody in your lineage that's famous, let us know. Put it in the comments below. It'd be interesting to see who our listeners like what what famous people we, we only have a couple degrees of separation from. <laughs> All right. Now for the comment of the day. I'm going to have to pause here just a second while we, while we drum roll, please. But... <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to make a jump cut here real quick. Okay. So this is from Andy Johnson, who writes that dog in the background needs to make an appearance ASAP. Here she here is. Here she is. This is our darling angel, Shortcake. Shortcake is a two-year-old. Oh, <laughs> is a two-year-old. I just want them to be able to see her body. Dachshund. She's a little wiener dog. Wiener dog for the layperson. Oh yes. So there you go, Andy. Thank you for leaving that comment. Sorry it took so long, but she has now made another appearance. She's usually back in there looking through the window when you don't expect her to. Her ears can go like this. Her ears can go like that. For those of you listening on the podcast, sorry, you're not able to enjoy Shortcake, but make sure you check out the YouTube video. If <laughs> She loves kisses. She's a little bit of a this punk. Is a episode ever <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thank you so much for watching and listening and we will see, see you, you next time, time.